are tuned in to New Stars with Neil Clark playing the up-and-coming artist first. Hear their stories before anyone else. Coming up on today's show. And Julia, you don't need no Romeo, you'd be better. I'm Neil Clark and welcome to New Stars Show. Today my guest is an Irish Mauritian musical artist and a producer. Her sound is unique, not tied to just one genre. Taking the melodies of Ireland and the soul of Africa to produce some truly original and captivating music. She is the talented Sorica. Welcome to the show. Hello, Neil. How are you? I'm very good. You? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Nice to talk to you. Thank you. Um... When did the love of music start for you? Oh, I I think I was kind of born with the love for music, to be honest. Um, You know, like when I was growing up, uh, I was surrounded by, you know, just we didn't like my family. We didn't really tend to kind of watch TV and that kind of thing. Um, like, and we would always be uh, sort of listening to music. My parents, like, they have a real vast eclectic taste. So, you know, um, I was sort of brought up with so many different types of music mm. and, um, many instruments that I tried. And I'm happy to say that I failed at some of them, to be honest. Um, and like, I was really just interested in music and, just wanted to be involved in in that world so I think when I well I started kind of playing my first instrument was a violin and that was when I was about five um it didn't go very well let's just say it was it was a present and obviously I kind of I learned in school and you know and uh, at Christmas was actually, you know, I, I had I had a bit of a dramatic flair, let's just say. And I'm like, right, you're all going to listen to me. I'm amazing. Um, looking back now and looking at the videos, uh, I can understand why in the end my aunt actually gave me some money to buy the violin off me so that I wouldn't play anymore. <laughs> but I was kind of happy. I was like, yeah, 20 quid, fine. Yeah, no problem. Um, was that because you was lousy at playing? I was horrible, like oh, screeching cats at night time. Yeah, pretty much. But I thought, like, I genuinely thought I was amazing, like, and it was just that my how my family had to endure that, uh, you know, my little recitals. But uh, eventually, the violin was gotten rid of, and then I kind of um, I started playing the piano, um, which. Again, I think for me, it was a bit too theory based. And especially again, when you're kind of younger, I didn't really have the attention span to to be learning kind of, um, I don't know, I found it just a bit too, perhaps a bit too like academic, if you will. Um, and when I picked up the guitar, that was when I was 12 that seemed to fit really and uh i pretty much just started you know writing and kind of learning from from that time really so you went through quite a lot of agony then to get the right fit for what yeah, you wanted to do I, then i think so like like at the moment i'm kind of you always go back to these instruments 
instruments as well. Like, you know, the piano, I'm not formally trained at all, but I have been kind of um, just sort of tinkering around with it. And because, you know, the guitar is, I would say, my main instrument apart from voice. But, you know, sometimes I like to just try something out and see if I can create something from just not really remembering any kind of notes or anything. Mm. Um and it sort of stays with you. So I'm kind of enjoying like playing around with the piano a bit, but I pretty much do it by ear and just how it feels and how it sounds, uh, which is the way that I learned the guitar. Um, I didn't have any lessons. I just kind of picked it up and, you know, if I was around quite a few musicians and everybody I met that played the guitar. I was like, can you teach me one song? And then the more songs you kind of um, you learn, then you learn like notes and then you can kind of start creating your own stuff as well within like all the different styles that I've, well, was taught really from loads of people, loads of great musicians. So were any of your family musical orientated or was it just you? Um, It's actually, it skipped a generation. Um, So my grandparents... They were, they were very musical and that's the side of my grandmother. Um, I believe that it was her sister and, um, her husband. They were a jazz, uh, a jazz kind of combo and they were called Dee Dee and Chacha. I thought that, that, wow. Okay. Great, you know, and it's Dee Dee and Chacha. Yeah, I was mm. like, God, I wish I had known them, to be honest, because, yeah. like, as much as, you know, of course, I love my family and everything, but um, they they are all pretty much in very, I guess, sort of careers that are perhaps not as creative as what my path is. Um, so in some levels, it's different because they kind of, I guess there's a sort of, you know, uh, it's all a wondering of like where, like why I'm kind of, I think differently and, you know, uh, that kind of thing. And, um, but again, like my parents, they would be like, especially my mom, like she doesn't watch TV. She's just very much a kitchen person with the mm. radio on. Um, it is a constant like thing, like music is more her, her like what she enjoys. Um, and so in terms of like being avid listeners, they would be passionate, I guess, about, about music. Um, but playing or sort of expressing that practically is a different thing. Hmm. Although the, in fairness, my mom does kind of, you know, sing at times. Um, I won't say that she's, you know, she's, she's all right. <laughs> a bit like you playing violin then. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we were, we were good. <laughs> Here, Mum, here's £20 for your voice. That's it, exactly. Yeah. But but she does actually have these really kind of cool things, like uh, uh, different songs that she sings. And, um, like, I used to kind of put on events, um, which I still do from time to time, and I got her to perform at one of these events, like a cappella, you know, mm. and she's got just this great presence about her. Um, 
And it was like this song I remember listening to as a kid. And um, I think it's like it's an old African song and she just does it really well. Um, so that's always very like interesting. The, and the audience are always kind of like, who the hell is this woman and what is she talking about? You know. But um, it's always very nice, you know, to kind of hang out with them. And especially I usually play the guitar and we usually kind of, you know, have a little, you know, sing song and stuff. So it would be nice to do that again when I eventually see them, hopefully, in the next few months. I'm sure you will. But you've been brought up by, well, brought up in Ireland, Africa, Mauritius and London. Yeah. Um, your, Your music is very much influenced by your rich upbringing and the music and people. Um, you have been exposed to, as you just previously mentioned, you know, how you've had people teaching you to play songs on your guitar. Yeah. But when talking about your rich upbringing, are you talking financial wealth or an abundance of life experience? Oh, I would definitely go with life experience, <laughs> not wealth whatsoever. But I, I think you can experience like I was um, you know, although it was hard moving around so much when, especially at a young age, you become very attached to people and places. Um, so it was always quite hard to leave when you've made friends and, mm. you know, um, and you, you become accustomed to the place. Like I remember leaving Ireland and that was when I was about 10, 11. And, uh, I was, I'd never even, you know, I knew about, Mauritius I knew my mum was from Mauritius but I didn't really have much interaction I I didn't meet many Mauritian people and uh, I didn't meet my uh, family because they were already spread so like you know vastly amongst in the world Mm. you know I have family in Australia France and uh, Denmark and so on and so then when I moved there I was the first thing was that it was just hot And I can remember walking out of the plane and being like, oh, my God, I've never experienced heat like that. You know, (laughs) how do people live like this? (laughs) Oh, God, I I just remember being like, what is going on? You know, like, why is it so hot? You know, Uh, and then it was just very strange because, you know, I met my grandparents for the first time. Everyone was speaking French. A lot of my family didn't like um, don't speak English. Uh, So I didn't understand any French at all at that point. Um, But then I learnt when I was there. So I was there for about two years. Um, And it's just it's like, you know, it's it's obviously it's been described as paradise and it is really beautiful. Like, you know, the beaches, the sea, like just the general um I don't know, the general kind of vibe of Mauritius is um, it's it's very kind of positive. There's an awful lot of problems, but the people there are are really kind of community, very, very community orientated. Uh-huh. Um, and so having that experience uh, has just, you know, it changed me like if. And then from then moving to Botswana, I moved then to Kenya and um, and then I moved back to Ireland and then I moved to London. Um, it's it changes you as a person like you. You can't really help but but be, you know, especially when you're in your teenage years, you're very uh, 
I suppose, impressionable. And the people I met and the different culture was very, uh, it was so different to Ireland. Um, so when I came back to Ireland, I was kind of, um, I was about 17 and I, I just found it really, uh, oh, I don't know. Like I, I, I just wasn't, re- I couldn't really relate to Ireland anymore because uh, like most of my, well, half my life up until that age had been in another part of the world. So it does really ch- change you and, and forms you. And, um, so even just when I explain what, when I kind of, say like it's a rich upbringing it's it's you can have a rich upbringing wherever you are um even if you stay in the same place it's just um i think it's just a way of looking at it like of the people that you're around of you know situations and things in your life and you know that form you as a kind of a, a young adult i guess you know that that's kind of what i mean i guess so you've you've had a lot of influences in your life um with different cultural backgrounds haven't you i have yeah like um you know there there's always the the you know i was born in dublin and you're sort of instilled with this irish culture um that doesn't leave you um it's always kind of there and um it was very different, I guess, in, in sort of growing up in Ireland, but again, being surrounded by like great Irish music. Mm. And, you know, you would go into a pub and you would have like, you know, a trad session. And it was just like, that's the thing, like in Ireland, like there, you know, everybody plays something or everybody sings or, or they, they kind of uh, will read poetry. And even if they're not a musician by trade, there's always something like that they're able to do. Like mm. they'll pick up the spoons and play the spoons, you know. Oh, wow. And which which I've, which I've learned. I'm not like the most amazing, but um, I can I can play the spoons for quite some time. Although it is one of those instruments, I will say that really hurts. <laughs> Your fingers are. You don't fancy giving it a go now, do you? Uh, no. Damn. Sorry, audience, but she won't play this. I would have if if you'd have let me know earlier. I would have set up the whole <laughs> little spoon mic. I would have had a little sound system. <laughs> Um, but I usually do it like at the end of a night or something because it's one of those things wherever you are. You know, if there's no guitar or anything else, there's always some spoons and, you know, or and, and people love it. Uh, I have taught it quite, quite some, like to, to just random people. Like I, I would just kind of, you know, pick it up and play it somewhere. And they're like, Oh my God, can you teach me how to do that? It is actually quite simple. It's just that it hurts, like yeah. because you're banging, you know, on your leg and your, and your fingers and, and so. Usually after a spoon kind of session, I'm always bruised on one side of like my thigh. There's just so many bruises. Um, you know, it's, it's tough. It's tough. It's one of those, it's one of those musical, um, uh, instruments that, you know, really is pain. Like, I like the spoons. Um, I like the spoons and I like the skiffle board. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's just something to, nostalgic mm, about it that just, yeah. it's very country, very yokel. 
and it's just very heartwarming when you hear and they're made up they're made up instruments aren't they skiffleboard is for washing and spoons are made for eating and yeah but it's what people used to use back in the day to make a tune you know you might have had mum or dad that had the guitar sitting on the veranda or the porch or whatever you know strumming away and then you'd had mum skiffle and the son's you know banging in pots and pans and things so they had yeah. ways of entertaining without having to pay out lots of money for instruments. Exactly. Well, exactly, yeah. But it has a natural, warmly, homely feel. And and that's what I love about music, because it, it goes from one aspect to another. And um, lovely. We're going to take a break right now. Because okay. I think you've urged your first break. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> And uh, we're going... Oh, the time has flown, Neil. It has. Believe it or not, it has. Um, It does when you're having fun. Um, We're going to play your first song called Back to Him. Now, I love this song. Um, It's an eerie backing track for me. This is my opinion. It's got an eerie backing track. Um, And I'm getting a story being told from an outsider's point of view watching a girl being treated badly and running away from her man then returning back to his arms to do it all over again um and then the outsider is saying no don't do it don't do it okay that's that's an interesting um way of looking at it it's not really about that uh but there are many different interpretations and what is the right um, interpretation then now i've made myself look a fool (laughs) no no you don't at all like you know that's the thing with music and lyrics and i always feel that people can take from it what they will yeah when as as a songwriter you perhaps write it uh for something that has happened to you or something you've experienced or you know you have your own interpretation where as somebody else will see it very differently yeah um like for me it was sort of a song that i i wrote um and it was a uh, sort of about being in a relationship and being um like with that person and never really knowing if they were going to be with you or if they were going to go back to their ex-partner or, oh. you know, there was, it's, it's more like of an uncertain, uh, uncertainty, you know? Um, so it, the way kind of, I wanted to, to write it and just having that sort of, uh, you know, experience and many other people probably have experienced it at some yeah. point, if yes. they have or not. Um, it was always just that uh, kind of like, especially with the, the chorus, you know, um, you change your faces every day. One minute you're in love, then you're running away. Um, and yeah. it could be back to him, back to her, back to, you know, um, when you're ha- when you're kind of with someone, I guess, for like um, in a newish like relationship. Um you always, I don't know, like sometimes when things aren't as perfect as, you know, you you kind of end up comparing it to someone you've been with before and and that kind of thing. So I kind of wanted to just portray it that way. Ah, right. But okay. A very good, I, I was a seeing very it good from attempt. you being the singer, <laughs> you being a singer, telling the story of mm-hmm. this, you know, it, to me, it, it felt like there was a man... No, not treating his girl right, and you know she was putting up with it. Then she was running away from him, then running back, 
So yeah, so I, I get your your the actual interpretation of that, and um, yeah, all right. Maybe maybe four four out of ten for my uh, for my efforts there. I think oh, I'll, I'll take that. Yeah. No, that that was good. <laughs> that's that's the whole thing. Like I like I, you know I like people to just interpret it in whatever way they want to. Yeah. You know, and so I really like I I love listening to something and like I love lyrics in in songs and it doesn't matter which genre they're in or and. I was kind of, I'm like, God, like, you know, and I, I'll be like, oh, that's, that's about that. And then I'll like look into it and it's like, right, that actually wasn't about that at all. But, uh, you know, <laughs> but that's the beauty of kind of, you know, it's like poetry. Like you can read a poem and everybody has a different, uh, opinion of it. So that's, you know, that's the beauty of, of music really, you know, it's not just kind of, that's it and that's what it's about. There's, I like to have kind of very, very, various different meanings when I when I write so that it's interesting for the, the people not only to listen to but to kind of you know interpret in their own way well let's have a listen to it it's uh, called Back to Him and um, we'll give it a whirl you're going to love this one you think it's fine you do whatever you want step on
to him, a song you're going to be humming for a very long time. Um, <laughs> with me is Sorica. Um, what or who influences your music and songwriting? Uh, this is a tough one, you know. Um, gosh, like, there's so many people. Um, they're, like... I think anyone around me um, that I have, you know, in in various ways have done very different things with their, their music. So, you know, I, I know a few musicians and I'm always really inspired by what they do. Um, and like one notable person for me um, that perhaps like isn't mainstream, let's say, although she's mainstream in her own uh, right, uh, would be a, a cellist called Joe Quayle. Um, he's a good friend as well. But uh, her music pretty much just uh, changed the way I looked at music. And I think out of, you know, people I've listened to, um, I just have never seen such passion and such like... Uh, just what you can do with an instrument and how it impacts people. Um, you know, like her concerts are just amazing. Like I just have, like I haven't, you know, I was kind of a fan. I love the sound of the cello, um, but I hadn't really, you know, I wouldn't have necessarily gone to a concert, um, you know, just to, to listen to the cello apart from when I first kind of saw her live. Um, and it really is just quite inspiring what you can do. Like she plays the electric cello. She uses loop pedals. There's all sorts of sounds. It can be, you know, it, it's just like an, a massive, you feel like there's about, you know, a 15 person orchestra and it's just <laughs> one person. And I just find that amazing. Um, so like her music really does touch me. It really inspires me. Um, just for the just complete brilliance of it um and going into like that's like obviously instrumental but going into like singers um and songwriters that I really love uh like it would have to be I think my old time it's a tough one with the two of them um but I do I just love Tori Amos um wow I really you know like I'm reading her book at the moment she wrote a book um called Resistance, which is like a, a songwriter's journey. And um, it's just really interesting, but it's also kind of, it's a nice book to read and then listen to her older music. And and just her life is really fascinating, you know. Um, and all the things, like everything she's been through, like hard, hard and like really hard stuff and really emotional stuff and really just inspiring um so she's very inspiring to me um i just love her voice as well she's just got one of those voices that you just know is is her um very unique and very interesting um and then you've got like i absolutely adore kate bush i would say she'd be one of my inspirations to be honest um you know from again just how different her music is like you know, every album is so different. You have so many different, like, uh, elements, uh, of, of just, you know, instruments and her voice and her words. And 
Um, I just love the way that she isn't, you know, she just, she isn't just one thing. She's so many different things, you know. Um, that would probably be the people, like, I guess, like, the female sort of artists that I really look up to and and admire. And then you just have, like, pretty much people like Bob Marley for me. Like, mm-hmm. you know, back to him, there's a guitar rift in it. And if you listen to it on its own, it, it's, it's you know, it's been produced in a different way, but it was kind of a, a reggae song. Like it was sort of a, got more of a reggae beat. And depending what instruments you use with it, it becomes into a reggae song. And like I was, you know, listening to Bob Marley and the Wailers on repeat for about two years. Like literally that was all I listened to. Um Johnny Cash, another one. Like, I was so obsessed with Johnny Cash yeah. again. Like, I go through these phases <laughs> of obsessing about an artist, right? And, uh, and I, I bought a black guitar. I only wore black. And, and I was just kind of my parents at the time were like, Oh God, here she is. Now she's going to be listening to Johnny Cash. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and here she comes, you know, like, and, uh, and I bought all of his recordings, anything I could find. I was just so into him. Like, and I think I really just find, uh, I don't know, artists that I just find really interesting and their, their whole story about them. I, um, I get really into, um, people I'm listening to at the moment. Um, like I, I started listening to Phoebe Bridgers, uh, oh. cause she plays, you know, I hadn't really listened to her before. And um, I, I find her quite interesting. I like the whole folk and the guitar and the songwriting. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes like the mainstream music scene is very dominated by uh, like hip hop and rap and, and yeah. you know, other, you know, and it's and it's really nice to actually have just a, you know, a guitarist, singer, songwriter. Um, not that I don't like um, hip hop or rap either. It's more just kind of more like to balance it all out, I guess, you know, to have variety, uh, isn't it? Yeah, it's good. It's good to have a, a variety of, you know, things when you listen to the radio that it's not always like pop or it's not always, you know, uh, rock or, you know, something like just to, I don't know. It's really, it's, it's nice when you listen to the radio. I've, listen, I've been listening to the radio a lot recently and, and there's just some amazing new artists and talent out there. Like you're sort of, there's so much of it. You just don't really know what to do. And there's so many different ways of, of recording and, you know, like be it if you have a program on your laptop or, you know, you have a microphone, you can kind of do all sorts of different things. Um, but yeah, I would say those kind of people like, and, and more just actually people I've met and that do their own thing. Like, um, I'm, I'm more inspired, I think, by people that I know, I guess, that they always sort of inspire me, I guess, you know. So what's been your, what's been the biggest highlight, um, in your life so far? For music or for just general? Like, well, we're talking, talking about your but, life, your life. Um, yeah. so is there anything that crosses? crosses both lanes you know know, music as well as your life um gosh i don't know you see this is one of these questions neil that you know 
I wish I'd been prepared for it. Um, <laughs> gosh, what to say? Uh, you know, there's there's many highlights of, of one's life. If you could pick one, if you could put, pick one, you're going for a long journey and you've been told mm-hmm. you can have one highlight of your life to take okay. with you as a keepsake, as a reminder from where you come from. What would it be? I think, to be honest, thus far, which is musically and personally, um, would be recording the EP. Um, Like, you know, it it has taken kind of quite a few years and I've it was just something like that really was I done any sort of recording properly well I've, I've done a few kind of recording sessions but nothing as big as this extent extent like getting kind of a uh, musicians to come in and, and working with you know Dan who's the co-producer of it and having this whole experience in a studio is one of the things that I must say so far has really just inspired me actually to write more and to get to a point where I have, you know, more things to record because it's just one of these, like, you know, you walk into a studio and depending who you're working with, and it took me a while to kind of pick who I would want to really be, you know, uh, helping me out with this and recording it. And, and, you know, for me, when I first met him, I was like, yep, you know, that's cool. We get along and there you go. Like if you get along with each other, that's mm-hmm. it. And you then become like this kind of, you know, like uh like little family for for a while because that's all you're doing is just kind of, you know, bouncing ideas or around, you know, having a few beers after your like session, which usually lasts for about ten hours. And uh, you know, just it, it was just that that camaraderie and just that kind of um, insp- inspiring. It's really inspiring. Um, and to sort of have completed that because before then, before that, really, I hadn't I hadn't really released anything. And so that was a really big accomplishment, like for me um, to just do it on my own and to be able to sort of fund it and, and get it released and. Um, that's one of those things actually that I'm really proud of that I managed to, you know, especially as well, it was during lockdown. So it was really great that I, I kind of, you know, managed to do it under all the circumstances that were kind of against me. But, uh, yeah, I'd say, yeah, that's, I guess, yeah, that's the answer to your question. Okay. Okay. It's making you think that's good. Um, yeah. Now you've gigged on the London and Irish circuits as a solo artist, and and you're a former member of the band Rebecca Met Sarah. Um, who performed? Yeah. Who? Sorry, you also performed with um, uh, the Palmer Violets as well. Um, yeah. So what came first then, the solo career or the band? Uh, the solo career. Uh, I I started playing like in in just. Uh, like I started my first job was when I was like uh, when I was 16 um, and it was in this jazz club type late night venue um, so my set would be from like 10 till 1 in the morning Wow. Um, and <laughs> that was actually you know um, I would do a lot of like covers but then 
it really gave me a, a chance to just play my own songs and see how people felt about them. Um, and so I started at that age and then I just continued and continued and played. I then in the, in the middle, I went to university. I studied, but I also was always doing kind of music. Um, and basically the, the sort of the bands came about with, um, a friend of mine and, um, she was a, a singer and we always used to just jam together really who was she rebecca uh, or sarah well rebecca <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm sarah but the, yeah well <laughs> well you see this is the thing right Neil. i'll tell you okay i okay my name is is sarah cassidy okay and when i was going to do when i was really properly launching myself if you want to call it that I realize there's quite a few Sarah Cassidy's, quite a few musicians that are called Sarah Cassidy who happen to play the guitar. They all have dark hair. They're either, they're either Irish or Scottish. And I'm like, come on, you know, there's too, there's too many of them. So it, Sarica kind of came about because, um, it was a, it was like a name that I used to, to call myself when I was like a kid because, uh, in in Irish, like Sarah's called Sersha is one of them, oh, or right. Sorsha. Uh-huh. Um, I couldn't pronounce either of them, and so I just kept on saying Sarka all the time um, when I, anybody asked my name. And and for for like many many years, I'm like, oh yeah, what's your name in Irish? Uh, yeah, Sarka. Yeah. And and then I realized <laughs> actually from a lot of you know the help of Google research and everything. Uh, Actually, it's not a name. It's not a name at all. It is not a Gaelic name. But I'm like, well, then that's good because it's sort of a mishmash of whatever it's supposed to be. But, uh, you know, um, yeah. So I'm sorry. Back to your question. So we were kind of at the time uh, we were living around East London yeah. and um, uh, a place called Studio 180. <coughs> sorry. Um, and it was sort of like, sorry, that was in Lambert, uh, Lambert North. And, um, the Palma Violets, they were used it as their rehearsal space. So it was like an artist, uh, community building. Um, so we used to kind of play just support for them or gigs with them in terms of just in Studio 180 and then in various different kind of venues around, uh, which was good fun. It was, it was a very interesting time. Um, and then I just went solo afterwards. Yeah. Should we take another break? <laughs> and um, we'll play your next song called uh, Let the Fire Burn Free. Um, where did the idea come from for this song? Let the Fire Burn Free. Well, this is actually my oldest song I wrote that I included in the EP. Um, I wrote that when I was 16. And... <clears throat> It's actually a song, really. Uh, I think when I, when I, you know, it was always one of my favorite songs I've written. Uh, I always kind of knew if I was going to record like, a, you know, an EP or an album, it would, it would be in there. Um, and I wrote it as a teenager and I was kind of, in some ways, I was a bit of a rebellious teenager at times. And I wouldn't have guessed. Um, 
I didn't always get along, let's say, with with my my parents. So I I know like my dad loves it when I say this, but um, you know, it it is actually a little bit inspired by him, um, and also just kind of being, I guess, that age and not really feeling like you're an adult and you and you're trying to express yourself and. And it just sometimes just comes, you just get like, you're so sensitive at that age as well. And I just kind of moved back to Ireland at that point. And I was quite, I was feeling quite lost in general. And, uh, and let's like, I wasn't getting along with my dad at this, this stage in life. Um, and, um, just in, in general, the people kind of around me, I was, um, I was just feeling a bit sort of, I don't know, perhaps undermined and not understood. And so it really kind of pretty much is a song really about just being yourself, you know, like um, you're always going to have like certain people, whether it be your family or friends or just anybody that you meet that, you know, there's always going to be people that are going to put you down in life. And that won't agree with what you're doing or who you are or, you know, uh, discriminate in some sort of way. And so that was kind of my, I don't know, like my uh, lyrics of freedom, I guess, Uh, you know, where it's sort of like just to just really just be yourself and like, you know, let yourself kind of go, I guess. And that's pretty much what the song's about. Well, let's give it a whirl then, shall we? Great, thank you. Fly with borrowed wings It's a temporary thing It's a fly with broken dreams And as you soar out With the wind beneath your cloud You ask yourself how, how How could you blame yourself When it was good, it was the best such a mess when you try to be honest and how could you cause so much stress with a family there's no contest and how could you nobody knows until that person
Welcome back. I'm with the lovely Sorica. As a solo musician, you have supported internationally renowned ch- cellist Joe Quayle, as we've pre- previously mentioned about. And you've uh, uh, been a frequent collaborator with members of the artist community of Studio 180, as we've just found out about. And the the rich um, artistic warehouse scene of East London. You have also yeah. been featured on a wide variety of different artistic projects, and your collaborations and solo projects um, have been aired on BBC Radio Two and a variety of Irish and international radio stations. How do you feel about the attention you receive from the media? Well, um. In all fairness, I wouldn't, I would say that I, I, you know, would not really receive any attention as such. Um, you know, like being kind of an independent artist, you, you have to really just, you know, it's all very well kind of having your music. Um, like it's, it's enough. It's so much hard work just to get, you know, an EP done and, you know, all of the, like promoting it and etc but it's actually just getting in touch with people that want to listen to it and play it or you know that's a that's a whole other job that is you know I don't know how many hundreds of emails I've sent and then you always have to kind of write back like after you know give like I was I was kind of I sort of for myself I'm like okay I'm going to give it three times and then I'm just going to leave the person alone. <laughs> but you have to really pursue people like to to play you or just to even listen to your stuff and write about you. Um, What's been the worst? BBC or the, the local international uh, radio uh, stations? Too? Like, you know, like with I have um, I was sort of like lucky with BBC, really, because this um, DJ called Leo, um, Ulf, like he, <clears throat> he's in B- BBC Kent and I sent him like the EP and he just loved it. And he's like, I'm actually just going to play the whole thing. Um, and that was it. It was really just, you know, every kind of his show, like would on upload, he would just play one of the tracks. Um, so I didn't really need to. I guess like try so much in that aspect, but then that was very early on. And I guess you have these really high expectations after that. And you're like, Oh, okay. Well, if like he's played it, then, then, you know, it will be kind of, there'll be a lot of other stations that will play it. And, and, and it doesn't always work out that way. Um, It really just depends also on like the, you know, the DJ that you're contacting, if they are, you know, they're relevant to especially like your genre of music um so approaching uh djs and other stations it's all about kind of listening to what they play and if it fits in um so there's you know there'll be there's also you learn this that there's no point contacting certain um you know stations or djs if you just know that 
they wouldn't play your your kind of music. So you have to do a lot of research into that. Um, and in terms of like media or interviews and and I've never really I haven't had like a bad experience so far because I think the people that have like written about uh, like the EP or any particular song have genuinely liked it and that's why they've written about it um and so yeah so far I've had kind of a good it's it's been really nice to listen to listen or like hear like feedback and and just people seem to to like it um you know I I was always kind of aware with the EP itself it's it's you know it's not like a a mainstream thing it's very different every song's very different in its style and you know i think it's got a an like a a smaller audience but um it's also nice to reach out to to people that are listening to it mm. and that you know enjoy it so if you could perform with any living artist who would it be and why um you know like actually i've i said I was asked this question once before, and I would actually personally go with like Bjork. You know, I think wow, great. okay. I you know again, I love some of her tunes. Um, she's also one of these artists that really is just like, you know, uh, so different, and everything she does is very different. You can never really define Bjork, um, and just for the experience of actually just performing with her and like, you know, that would be I, I like, I would look to perform with someone that is completely out of what I do. Um, just, you know, to have an experience that is different musically. Um, so I'd probably go with her to be honest. What song would you perform? Uh, Bachelorette. Oh, okay. That is, that's my all time favorite of hers. And uh, I loved the video to it as well. Like her videos were great as well. Um, so that would probably be what I would like to perform. So, you know, on the off chance, Bjork, you know, I'm available and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I have no qualms coming to Iceland. You know, it's all good. <laughs> you currently split your time between Kent, England and Dublin, Ireland. Why is that? Well, I, I'm mostly at the moment I'm in London. Um, so I've, I'm sort of between, I, I live kind of in Kent and then I'm actually he- helping out a friend in for the past couple of months, um, looking after her wee dog. So that's been a lot of fun. Um, and, um, Dublin, I'm usually, uh, like bar this year, I haven't been able to go back as much, but I usually kind of spend quite a few months in Dublin and um, whether it be recording or uh, just working on music, that kind of thing. Um, so I like to kind of mix it up. I'm a bit of a nomad. Um, so, <laughs> you know, I, I like to kind of, um, you know, sometimes I'll get tired of a place and I'm like, right, I'm going to go over there for a few months and maybe just become expired, inspired or like, yeah, like I would say I'm, I'm kind of in between. Like there's, you know, in, in terms of living in, in England, it's, you know, it's, it's so accessible to Ireland. So 
I always tend to go back and forward. And um, and so I would say, yeah, like half of my time is sort of between the two places. But both of them for me are, are home, really. So, um, yeah. We're going to take another break because I think you've learned it. All right. Um, and we're going to um, uh, play your next song, which is Waiting. Um, uh-huh. A song of wanting and longing. It is indeed. Would you like to expand on that? Mm. <laughs> um, this is my favourite song. So that's... Okay. expand <laughs> on it in this way is that it was, it was my favourite song to, um, to record, um, to just... Um, to write it's it's got a, a, a sort of um hmm, a bit of a story to it uh which i experienced a couple of years ago and i lost someone that i i cared about um and it is sort of sprung from that if you will um but i i just love like the, the this was the first song that i worked with Gary, who plays the cello on um, a lot of the tracks. Uh-huh. And when he came up with, like, the melody and we both came up with it together and the guitar, and I just loved it. I was just like, oh, wow, this is, like, this is what I want my music to be like. Um, so it's it's always, like, it's it's one of the songs that really touches me. The, you know, like, all of them have their different place in my heart, but... This one really overtakes it, if you will, because, yeah, I guess it's, you know, also losing someone. um, It reminds me of that, you know, and the experience that you have of also being in love and losing that person or losing um, just someone in general, uh, whether it be family, friend or uh, partner or lover. that's pretty much what I wanted the song to represent. Here it is, waiting.
song Waiting with Sorica. Um, you've just released your debut EP, Let the Fire Burn Free. Tell us about the album. Well, it's a four song EP and um, it's taken, I, I guess all of the songs are from various different periods of my life thus far. Um, and what I would like to think represent me the most um, when I was kind of choosing the songs to put in the EP. So they're all kind of very different in their own right. They all have some elements are the same. Some are, you know, the subject matter is different and in each one. Um, and yeah, like I, I kind of got to this stage where I was like, okay, like I've re- released a few singles here and there and um, performed and I really just wanted a, like a good kind of body of work that I felt represented me the most mm. um, as an artist. So um, I just pretty much just started preparing or planning that. And uh, and then it kind of came into its own, really. And, you know, you always go in like for me, I always went in and I thought the song would sound like this. And it turned out completely different by the oh, end of it, Yeah, which is always really like it's it's very interesting because i'm like in your head i'm like yeah it'll probably sound a bit like this and and then the more people you work with and if you you work with other musicians and they will listen to it and they'll be like yeah that would sound good or if you put like a bit of electric guitar here or if you did a bit of bass here or you you put some drums like it, it then just becomes like its own it's completely different to how you even have written it um you know, usually my my songs are always well, like most mostly like I will always kind of let's say write write like the lyrics and then I will kind of come up with something on my guitar or vice versa. Like there might be something in my head that I'm like, oh, that would that would be really nice on the guitar. And then I'll write lyrics to it. But then when you add like other instruments and production it's 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 very different and uh it's always really exciting to hear at the end how it actually comes out um so it's you know so far it's pretty much i would say like um all of the songs are autobiographical bio, bio, uh, i can never say that autobiographical you see what i mean Autobiographical. Autobiographical. There you go. Autobiographical. Yes, that's it. Try getting your tongue around that when you've had a few. (laughs) Like they all are represent different times of my life, different uh, things I was going through, different ages, Um, and you know I had so I have a lot of other songs. I basically just have a bag full of songs uh, that. I I would you know hopefully in the future I'll be able to just do uh, an album and some of them are like again just very different very different styles, um, but um, like you know you have to be happy with what you you have put out there and I am really happy about like the EP it's it it really just kind of explains me to be honest and as a as a new artist, you you want to just kind of put something out there that 
it gives, I don't know, diff- the different sides of me and, mm. you know, get to know me a bit. Where do you go from here? What's next on the horizon for you? Well, the horizon um, is at the moment, um, I've been working on a remix of one of the songs from the EP um, called Juliet. Um, when I initially recorded this song, there were so many different versions of it. And I had to kind of pick the one that I was like, right, okay, but I would have put maybe another two versions because they're all very different. Ah. Um, so during kind of this period of time, I've sort of been working with um, another producer and we've been working on um, the other version of Juliet, which is uh, guitar and drums and has a bit more of a, a summary if I will summer kind of vibe I think um so I'm kind of working on just finishing that and releasing that hopefully in the next couple of weeks and um then I'm planning to do a music video um for waiting the song you played and um this is again all very much dependent but it will be in uh filmed in northern ireland so i'm just kind of waiting for things to kind of settle down and um hopefully that will be in june as well um so that's you know something kind of to to look forward to as well i haven't um i'll be acting in the music video as well um but i do have a bit of acting experience i actually studied drama before i you know, kind of I've always done drama and music. Um, so it'll be Ooh. nice to kind of do a bit of an acting role. You <laughs> are a dark horse, aren't you? Oh, yes, 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 Neil. Wow. <laughs> the stories I could tell you. Oh, I bet good. you could make her hair curl. I really do. So where do you, um, <laughs> where can we get your music from? Well, uh, it's streaming on pretty much the major sites i guess at the moment like spotify and amazon and uh itunes etc um you also can purchase it if you want to support me um on bandcamp just sarka bandcamp and um yeah, pretty much. That's that's where you can hear it. Well, talking of of uh, Juliet, we're they we're gonna actually gonna be playing out uh, that song Juliet. Um, oh right, great. Now Juliet, uh, or the story of Romeo and Juliet, is an iconic love yeah. story. Now, have you drawn parallels from that story for the song? Yeah, for sure. Like um, I loved um, the Dire Straits version of uh, you know Romeo and Juliet. And um, it's one of those tunes that I just love, you know, with the guitar and, you know, and I always kind of um, was like, I'm going to write a song that says it maybe from her point of view, you know, or just from a point of view that isn't, um, you know, like it's one of my favorite plays. And I've read that play like I don't know how many times and I was just love the story i've watched all the movies and you know i'm really heartbroken by it all and and i always just thought right um i'm gonna write a song about juliet maybe if she didn't actually go with romeo what her life would have been like or if she kind of realized perhaps it wasn't a good idea um but actually in all fairness the inspiration um 
what well one of the inspirations apart from the obviously the epic love story um was when I was at university there was a girl that I lived with um in like halls and she her name was Juliet and like we became very good friends and I was used to sort of just you know like she she had like um at the time you know there was quite a few guys that were interested in her and stuff and uh-huh. And, and, you know, she would kind of, you know, either like, you know, be like, yeah, you're right or reject them or whatever. And and I always kind of find it really um, interesting. So like and then the fact that her name was Juliet and then I just kind of was like, right, you know, I'm actually just going to write a song about that because it's, it, you know, it's it's one of those things. And it's also just about women in general. Like, you know, you, you have sometimes you have this society it's that's like you know it's not maybe so much now nowadays but there is still elements of that but especially back um in other periods of time it's always been that like a woman needed to be with a man and 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 that was their path in life is to get married and and have kids and that would be it um so i always thought it would be interesting like to write about like Juliet, like you don't actually, you know, you don't, well, the the lyrics say that for themselves. Like you don't need a Romeo. You'd actually be better off alone in certain scenarios. So do you know what this, this, that song has come at a very poignant time in history. Um, yeah. Being that we've just had international women's day. Um, and a lot of it is for um empowering women um because women have have always been the like the second class citizen below men and over the years it's it's got better and better and better and now equality and everything else has come in and it's actually being recognized now that women you know are just as equal if not sometimes better than men um so yeah that has come at a, a brilliant opportunity a brilliant time uh, during this interview and also to reflect on International Women's Day. Um, so yeah, absolutely fantastic. We're, we're going to be. Yeah, pro- I, I, I was hoping actually because I, I've been waiting for the master of, of the other version of Juliet to come back and I was hoping I could just release it on International Women's Day, but it didn't come back in time and you know, but I think that every day is one of these days that, like, as a woman, you, you're you always, um, I know that, like, you, there, there's so many women to aspire and be inspired by, and also just in terms of how life is very different to, um, you know, let's say, when like in Shakespearean times or mm. Victorian times or any any different times and still in certain parts of the world it's all it's very different um to how women are in England or in Ireland and what you what equality like uh, we have so um that sort of I wouldn't call myself a, a feminist but it's one of these feminist songs that I've I've written. I think every woman in some way is a feminist. It depends how you want to kind of look at yourself, I guess. Mm. But I always have 
believed in any sort in any whether it be uh sex or whether you're man or woman or uh you know or anything in between i think that we should all be treated equally um unfortunately that hasn't always been the case but the more kind of women that even just in in the like in in the arts that are coming forward and that are being more heard it's always a good thing you know and you're only just then viewed as what you as a human do yeah. and where you lie or if you know it it it's not because of something mm. um and it's it's always very in, like interesting for me even just kind of growing up with my mum my mum is black and my dad is white and I'm mixed race but I perhaps look well like I look more whiter if you wish than than I do like in terms of my my mum and this is it's always kind of very interesting with my uh family is that all my cousins have so many different colors like you put us all in like a line and it's like no ways are you all related <laughs> you've got like kind of really kind of you know like you know my sister is really like kind of irish looking you know with the freckles and everything yeah i'm a bit darker um you know i have cousins like in australia that are you know really tan some look indian some look really creole mauritian it's it you know but we all come from the same family um and it was always sort of interesting even just growing up in ireland with my mum being a different color and i know that she's had quite a, a few experiences especially with uh, racism and it it's one of these things that i i have i can only kind of understand from that i've never been seen as as a black woman but my mum is and it's so interesting how like it if she was different if she was a different color or in a different place or you know yeah. everybody is treated so um differently depending where they are or what sex they are or you know um so it it really is I agree with what you said if if everyone can just be determined or just judged on them just being a human being it would be great um and but I think things are moving in general like um people are becoming a lot more open um and open-minded and not so ignorant and also respectful um for you know that's what I experience and I think that's why like I'm living in London at the moment and I really enjoy that about London is just you know the 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 multiculturalness mm. of it you know mm. um and it's it's just you know and and also there's so many different groups and so many different um people that just want to be heard and it's nice that I feel that people are listening a lot more yeah. than in the past I guess when you know, yeah. you were repressed for some reasons or, you know. Well, I think we've got a long way to go. We have got a long yeah. way to go. And it's only by people like yourself raising awareness to it and uh, keep on plugging away 
uh, chipping away at the old block, and surely the block will crumble. Um, and it's it's the same in uh, whether it's racism, um, equality, diversity, religion, whatever it is. You know, it it can be changed. It can be changed um, if everyone sticks together um, and just treats us in, each individual with the uh, integrity and respect that each and every one of us deserves. Um, so it's been a real pleasure. Oh, it really has, Neil. Um, having you on my show. And um, I look forward to having you on my show in the very near future so that we can have a real good catch up. Cool. Yeah. Well, we've got Juliet coming up um, very soon, very shortly. Um, you can hear all my guests at tinyurl.com forward slash newstars show. That's tinyurl.com forward slash newstars show. That's stars with a Z. Um, this has been New Stars Show. So from my guest, Sorica, and myself, Neil Clark, it's goodbye. And you, Olivia, you don't need no Romeo. You'd be better off alone. And you, Olivia, you don't need no Romeo. Better.